interesting one, of course, but uh, I think the right decision has been made. Okay, uh, let's turn our attention to the big news of the day, the Brownlow betting scandal that has come to light over the last day or so. Joining us down the line to talk all about it is sports reporter for the West Australian, Craig O'Donoghue. Craig, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much for having me. No, thank you very much for taking the time. Craig, uh, talk to us about what has occurred here. Could you enlighten us on the details? Four men, or four people have been arrested, one of those an AFL umpire, and it is in regards to a Brownlow metal, metal betting scandal. Yeah, it's obviously yesterday the police got involved uh, very heavily by arresting those four individuals, one of whom was an AFL umpire who has been named around the entire country as uh, first-year field umpire Michael Pell. Uh, the allegations are that information was passed on to several, uh, to the other three people uh, who have laid bets on specific games relating to who is going to receive the three, two, and one vote. So it's not around who's going to win the medal itself. There's nothing around, you know, was Patrick Cripps going to win it? Was Andrew Brayshaw going to win it? But if you talk about who is going to receive the three, two, and run in the round 11 game at off the stadium, or the round 11 game at the Gabba, or round 15 at the MCG on a Friday night, well, that's how the betting took place. So if you're the umpire and you have laid those votes each week and then pass that information on to somebody else, that information is as powerful as you could ever hope for because you can be exactly correct with uh, what you're backing as opposed to knowing a little bit about who might win the medal at the end of the season. So it's like spot betting in cricket, who's going to bowl or no ball, suddenly the the bowler oversets the mark and you start to think this isn't the way that the game is meant to be played. So um, it's an ugly situation for the league, it's an ugly situation for umpiring, um, and it certainly uh, placed a cloud over the way the Brownlow medal uh, was celebrated earlier this year when Patrick Cripps won it as a mm. very worthy winner. So why exactly have uh, the four individuals been arrested? Because you're not allowed to, under the laws, you're not allowed to um, be involved in corrupt practices uh, towards betting. And when there is confidentiality surrounding the, uh, uh, the information involved, the umpire isn't allowed to pass on that information. And there are laws saying that even if you receive that information, you're not allowed to bet on it. So uh, the, the people involved uh, are, have allegedly done that and those allegations will haven't led to charges as yet. But if they do, it will be surrounding the fact that they have breached the laws regarding... Uh, it's, it's a bit like insider trading, I suppose mm. you could say, on the stock market. They're just not allowed to use such confidential information to, to, uh, to bet on things. And we've, we've seen it in the past with, with the cricket. We had Shane Warren and Mark Wall got in trouble for passing on little bits of information about the team with you know, pitch reports and maybe the whole other sports had the health of players and things like that, where someone's going to bat, it has someone got an ankle injury, these sorts of things were, were so important. But this is an actual fact about what has happened with a result. And you're guaranteed to win if you place the bet on that information. Mm. Well, of course, as you said, it's a big no-no. Everyone in the AFL, everyone who works for the AFL knows this. They go through... Boring training sessions uh, galore, uh, telling them what they can and can't do when it comes to the likes of betting, etc. So, Craig, how will the AFL look to crack down on this uh, betting scandal? Well, I mean, you would the Brownlow's been going forever and a day, and it's never happened before that we've had this sort of situation occur. So, it's a lone wolf 
uh, scenario right now. So, you, but you can guarantee that uh, there will be if the police don't end up making incredible um, penalties as a result of it, that the AFL will, will put huge penalties in place. Chris Appleton is a goal umpire with the AFL from back in 2009 who placed about $50 worth of bets on the grand final, which he wasn't even involved with, and he got a 12-month suspension um, for just you know, sitting around with his mates at the barbecue and putting some money on the game because everyone was having a great day, having a few beers and just enjoying themselves. But because he was on the panel, he wasn't allowed to bet, and that cost him 12 months of his job in the AFL. So that's how seriously... They take it. They've suspended, you know, uh, interchange stewards and and uh, timekeepers in the past for, for doing these sorts of things. So if you're going to breach the sanctity of the Brownlow Medal, then you, you're not, you're not going to be involved in AFL footy anymore. That's just the reality. Should the umpires still be the ones to vote on the Brownlow? Well, I think they, they make. When you look at the last ten Brownlow medalists: Patrick Cripps, Ollie Wines, Lockie Neal, Nat Fife. Tom Mitchell, Dustin Martin, Patrick Dangerfield, Fife again, Prittis and Ablett. It's not like they picked bad blokes to mm-hmm. win the award. It's, they've consistently produced players who we expect uh, to be polling up there. There's no bias around there. They don't get stats. They base the entire thing on what they see on game day. And it's a tradition that's been going for such a long time. And they've kept it secret for such a long time. You can almost guarantee nothing remains a secret in the AFL. If you put together a panel of 10 people to you know, watch games throughout weekends or 20 people or 15 or whatever the number would be who have to vote on things, eventually that's going to get out in some way. The umpires have been able to keep it secret for so long. It isn't fair. So I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a really what I think is a really good example. So I was a former Waffle field umpire, a former Waffle field umpire's coach as well. Back in 2003, when the famous Ashley Sampy Ross Glendinning medal um, incident happened where the people at the West voted for Ashley Sampy to win the medal. And, and Ross Glendinning said, no, I'm going to give it to Michael Gardner up on the stage. I was copping it at, at the umpires' training that Tuesday <laughs> night. You can't, you, you, you can't get anything right. You stuffed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbeknownst to any of us, that, that Ben Cousins had been awarded the three votes for the Brownlow medal that night. And amongst us was the field umpire who had made the decision to vote for Ben Cousins. We walked away just by everyone bagging the hell out of me for an entire hour and a half of training, <laughs> having no idea. He didn't give us a look. He didn't give. It, he didn't blink. He didn't say a word. There was nothing that made us think that it wasn't going to be that there was going to be a shock on Brownlow Middle Night. And then come Brownlow Middle Night, Ben Cousins' name gets read out, and we're all going, "Well, we, we certainly didn't see that coming." So I've, I spent you know twelve years involved training every single Tuesday and Thursday night with AFL umpires, and never got a single idea about who they would have voted for uh, in, a, in a single game. So it's so secret. It's kept so well by, by the people involved. And I think that's what makes the award so good and so strong that the umpires are able to get the right player, but they're also able to keep it secret. I guess it brings up the larger issue of, of sports betting as a whole. Uh, you know, what do you think it, it says about the amount of sports betting that is promoted uh, here in Australia and across the world? Is it an issue? It's a massive issue. And, and the fact that you can bet on who will get the 3, 2, and 1 when it's already been decided opens the door for something like this to occur because it's a known act. It's not like, you, as I said earlier, not like you're saying, I think Patrick Cripps might have enough votes to win the medal this year because you, you can be wrong when you're placing that vote, placing that bet because you're never going to, even if one umpire leaks to you eventually, like this happened, you're not going to get all you know, 20 people to tell you what happened throughout the in course, over the course of the 23-round season. So um, 
the spot betting situation is a real concern because you can in in some sports you can bet on you know, when's the next ace going to occur in tennis. Well, if you get to the right person uh, who's involved who's playing a game, that they can just allow an ace to occur, just miss the ball, can't they? Or if you get in, in cricket, you know, a no ball's going to be bowled on the third ball on the fifteenth over. If you've got the person bowling the fifteenth over, you can get to him. And this is an example where. You, you are able to get to people if it goes down the wrong path. So I think those sorts of spot bets need to be changed. I've got no problem with people being able to bet on games or being able to bet on uh, um, Brownlow medals for who's going to win. But first goal kicker, who's going to get most, most possessions? There's little things where you can actually manufacture things in your way if you wanted to. So that's what needs to be looked at a little bit more, the exotic betting as opposed to just the win-loss results. That's where the real challenges lie for us. And there's so much advertising that goes on with betting in sport these days. You're inundated with it, especially on Brown and Middle Night. So you can see how people get sucked into these sorts of situations. You certainly can. Uh, Craig, a big thanks to you for joining me here on the program this afternoon. It's been a pleasure chatting, and, of course, we'll keep you up to date with the story as it does unfold. Uh, Craig, thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of your day. No worries. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. There it goes, Craig O'Donoghue from the West Australian. I thank him for his time on the program this afternoon.